You are listening to the Mindset Forge podcast, where athletes and performing artists discuss their biggest moments and mindset shifts that made them so successful. High-level athletes and performing artists understand how to show up for the big moments, how to be present and on point when everything counts. That's what I want to find out about, and that's what I want to help understand so that we can take some of those amazing nuggets and implement them in our own lives. I'm your host, Barton Bryan, and I'm an athlete. I'm a fitness coach. I'm a former actor and singer, and I love helping people discover their fullest potential. This episode is a solo cast, my first one, and I'm really excited about it because it offers me an opportunity to talk with you directly. What I love about today is that I want to ask you some questions at the beginning, then I'm going to tell you some stories about myself, some successes and some failures I've had in performance, and then I want you to think about your own life where you've had successes and failures, and let's dissect those a little bit. If I'm showing up 80, 85% of my fullest potential, how can I take it one step further? How can I leverage my authentic self, my unique creativities, my understanding of the sport or the activity I'm doing, and how can I take another step in the direction of going further? That's what we're gonna figure out today. Questions for you. Think of a time where you really showed up big. That moment where you look back and you're like, man, I love telling that story where I did probably better than I expected to do. I showed up bigger than I expected. I I got into almost a flow state, whether that was in a speech you made or an endeavor that you had, an athletic performance, even a PR in a race or something like that. Think about that. Go back and start to kind of piece together that day. Look for the details. Think about what you were thinking about. Look for what you weren't thinking about. And then how did it feel when it was all said and done? If you want to pause the podcast right now, you can do so. But I want you to really wrap your head around that moment. So I'm going to tell you about a story 20 years ago or so. I'm in college. I'm a voice major. I'm studying opera at Cal State Northridge. Now, like all voice majors, it's all about technique, right? I'm learning to breathe. I'm learning to create sounds and freedom in my voice but there's so much cerebral connection to that technique I'm thinking about so many things I'm trying to control so many things I'm trying to make sure that everything sounds and comes out just the right way to sound and I'm making quotes here like an opera singer but the tough part about that is it doesn't lend itself to the authentic voice that's inside of me I wasn't really letting go and just letting my authentic expression show up. I was trying to sound like an opera singer. And the teacher, her name is Ann Baltz, and she had incredible background working with professional singers all over the LA area. And she said to me, there's so much more in your voice I don't hear yet. And she had me do an experiment. She pulled out a book. She opened it up. It was a picture of a guy with like a room full of balls or marbles or something. And she said, I just want you to take in this image. Now, I'm going to play the piano. I want you to just come up with a song based on whatever you feel about that picture. And I looked at her kind of like, really? Okay, <laughs> this is funny. But I, had, I liked improv. I mean, I played a little bit of improv piano. And I thought, oh, this is cool. Okay, I'll try this. And all of a sudden, I start just kind of hamming it up on stage. All my friends are in the audience. And I'm just coming up with these silly ideas. But my voice, my technique is completely free. I'm not thinking one bit about what the technique is. And all of a sudden, the sound, this quality of my voice starts to come out. 
And then I'm singing this passage where I'm going to go higher and higher and higher. And I have no idea what note I'm on because I'm just improvising. I'm not thinking like, oh, shoot, here comes a high G. I better tighten my chords. None of that was happening. I just went for it. Boom. I sing this high G, which for a baritone is kind of our highest note. And it just comes out of me and rings in the auditorium. I didn't even know it was a high G until later she told me it was a high G. So it was all about, in the moment, sharing something, being creative, being my authentic self, and not trying to be an opera singer, not trying to manipulate my voice to sound any such way. And at the end of that thing, I I honestly don't even remember the moments I was singing because I was so in the moment. I was just expressing myself. I was just singing, having fun. And at the end of it, my friends jumped out of their seats and cheered me on. And just like, and I looked back at Ann Baltz and she just gave me this look like, I told you so. And it changed me. I realized I was just scratching the surface of understanding how to express myself through singing, through my voice, and what I wanted to say as an artist. And it was a big moment for me. It was one of those defining like, hey, that went beyond what I normally could do. That was a performance that was out of my normal realm of possibility. It changed the way I showed up. And even though I don't do opera, it still changes the way I prepare for anything I'm doing. What's your authentic voice? Now, listener, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking about you as a singer. You don't have to sing. But what's your authentic voice or expression that you're bringing to whatever you're doing? And let me be clear. I'm not telling you to wing it. The only reason that story really happened the way it did is because I had the technique and I trusted that I had the technique. I had done the work and I just showed up and it was a moment of performance where I had to let the technique go. I couldn't try to control it. And that was the magic I really learned in that moment. That was the gift, right? It was putting my heart and soul into something that I knew how to do and just letting go and letting that moment be as joyful and as expressive as possible. Now, how does this relate to all the other things that we're talking about, the different sports, the different pursuits that you might have? Because it's often that we're trying to be something or someone. We're trying to be a runner. We're trying to be a bodybuilder or a basketball player or whatever. And we're going through the motions of what that looks like, but we're not trusting that we put in the hours and hours and that there's more that's authentically a part of us about that thing we want to do than we're allowing ourselves to believe. And I think there's an opportunity for us to let go when we've done the work. Because again, that never would have happened if I hadn't done the technique work, if I hadn't worked on my breathing, if I hadn't understood the freedom of the voice. So let me be clear on that. You got to do thousands and thousands of reps before I'm telling you to go out there and just you know, throw your caution to the wind. But once you feel like you've done the work, let go. Put yourself out there in a performance. Go run a race. Let go of some of that technique and just let your body instincts go. And let's see what happens. Because I think there's a whole nother gear there that relates to instinct, joy, heart, authentic self that I'd love to see us align with. I remember Brendan Henson said on one of our interviews at the beginning of this season two, he said, It doesn't even matter if you get eight reps. If you're going completely all the way into each rep, you might get six, and that might be better than getting eight reps if you're not in the moment. Because as you're doing an exercise, as you're performing the movement, it's not just about getting a rep. 
It's about the muscles coordinating, the body working together, feeling the muscle contraction, decelerating that eccentric movement, pausing, coming back out of that squat or that deadlift or that press. Like it's all of the things. If you're not present in that moment, you're missing so much of why you're doing it. And the results come from the body's awareness and connection with the muscles and the movement. So if you're just going to the gym, kind of listening to music or just checking out, thinking about what's on your phone and just going through the reps mechanically, you're missing it. And if you're on your run, if you're just checking out and letting your mind wander, aren't you missing it? Why be on a long run outside in nature if you're not in the moment present? Something to think about. So now that you heard my story, go back to the story where you were completely performing at your highest level. The one I asked you to think about before. And just think about how that relates to how you could show up best in your life. Because if you can do it once, I promise you, it's in you to do it again. And what if you could do it every time? What if? Okay. Now, I want you to think about a failure. Or an activity that you never seem to grasp the mentality around it. And I say that part because I'm going to talk about shooting free throws as a basketball player. And if you've watched the NBA or you've watched some of these elite basketball players who just cannot shoot free throws, who just can't seem to be above 60% from the free throw line, even though they've shot a million free throws over the course of their career. And you might ask yourself, like, what the heck? Like, how do you not do that? How can LeBron James, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, shoot under 70% from the free throw line? It just seems impossible. But we know it happens all the time. And why? You're there. Everyone's watching. The lights are brightest. Everything's on the line. You got to stand there. Relax. Get your body to do what your brain wants it to do. And it just seems easy. We watch Steph Curry do it. 92% every season. I mean, how could that be so hard? But for some people, and I'm talking about myself, even though I didn't play at the highest level, I remember... Every time I'd walk up to the free throw line, I think, oh gosh, here we go. And I had a routine, dribble, 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 put the ball in both hands, spin the ball, catch it, bend my knees, look up at the rim, go up, flick the wrists, get up on my tiptoes and pray. And I probably shot 50%. It was one thing to do it in practice, but when it came to the games and the bright lights and the moments that mattered most, I couldn't figure out how to relax my body and just do it. One of two things seemed to happen. I'd either overshoot it because I had so much adrenaline, so much excitement that I'd just shoot too far and it'd bang off the back of the rim. Or I'd get real calm. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to settle down. Don't get excited. And I'd go up and I'd shoot and it would almost airball. I mean, maybe hit the front of the rim. It's like I would overcompensate one way or another. I remember that in high school and I remember never really figuring out how to overcome that issue with myself. And so when I watch the NBA basketball players and I see them struggling with that, I, I, I get it on a level of like, okay, I was there. And I understand there's so much to that. There's so much that's wrapped into that, the anxiety, the frustration, the overcompensation, trying to control. And I think back to the story about me as a singer and improvising and just letting go and I think there's a piece there that I never figured out. I never just got to the free throw line and said, okay, and let go. And so I want you to think about something in your life where you didn't show up well or just consistently made the same mistake 
or just never figured out how to kind of get yourself past something like that, a mistake or a, an impulse, something you had that you just couldn't quite seem to grow out of or, or master. Because there's a lesson in that that you can also take with you. And I think the two align well, even though it's singing and basketball, like very different pursuits. The alignment in that is if I could go back and I could teach my high school self, I could say, hey, Bart, check this out. I want you to just close your eyes, find a song that relaxes you, take a deep breath, and just let it fly. I feel like so much of my issue was that I was trying to control everything, even my routine. The routine didn't actually relax me. It was like, okay, now I do this, and now I do this, and now I got to spin the ball, and now I got to bend the knees. And It's like I was trapped in a routine. Sometimes a routine helps. Other times a routine can be a trap. Sometimes it's okay to just kind of take the training wheels off and just go for it and just throw caution to the wind. And I think I needed to do that more often. And so I'm asking you right now, where do you think you might need to throw caution to the wind and let loose a little bit? And I'm not talking about when you're doing heavy squats. That's a different thing. There's opportunities in our life when we need to just throw caution to the wind and do the thing that you love to do most with joy. And if we can find joy in what we're doing, I think we're on to something. I think our performance is different. I think about Adam Flowers talking about one of his greatest assets is he never was thinking too far ahead because he was just trying to show up for the moment and do a good job. And he just had this way of just being joyful and just expressing himself and, and just loving the moment. And I think Adam highlighted that fact of like, be in the moment. So that's my ask of you guys is think about where you had an incredible success showing up big for yourself. Think about a time when you didn't or a thing in your life that you seem to struggle with over and over again and what that also teaches you. And then think about that joy and think about expressing your authentic self and how those concepts can help you overcome some of those things that you struggle with when you show up. Those are probably two things that if you think about those a little bit more, they may inform the way you show up to whatever you love to do. Thank you so much for listening to my solo cast. This was my first one. Really excited about the idea of once in a while doing these solo casts and just talking about some things that are on my mind. I mean, I am learning so much from these interviews. I mean, that's the fun part about this. I'm not sitting here claiming to be like the master of mindset around sports performance, but I was an athlete. I was a performing artist. I know what those things are and what they feel like, and I'm so fascinated by talking to the best of the best about what they do. I think you'll see this in the next couple episodes of season two as I interview a CrossFit athlete, a choreographer and dancer on Broadway, and lots, lots more people coming at this whole performance thing from many different angles, not just like looking back and understanding their career, but actually interviewing people that are currently in their career doing the thing at the highest level, which is a unique place to be because they're understanding the moment as they live it versus looking back and having perspectives. Before I wrap this up, a couple of events I want to talk to you about. First of all, September 26th, 11.30 a.m. at the Austin Rowing Club, Taylor Brown and a group of us are going to do a workout a rowing session and a yoga class all there outdoors right at Ladyburg Lake and then afterwards we can grab some stand-up paddle boards hang out it's all outdoors very COVID friendly uh, it's family friendly so everybody can come out the links in the show notes and then secondly 
the Brendan Henson competition. That's happening October 23rd. It will be outdoors. It's going to be at Dick Nichols Park in Southwest Austin. All the same partners are going to be there. Hyperware is bringing all the equipment. We've got an awesome partnership with Camp Gladiator, with Arasti, physical therapists, and lots, lots more. So that's going to be an epic event. October 23rd, that link to sign up if you want to be an athlete is in there. If you want to just come out and watch, you can just show up. It's going to be 9 a.m. Saturday the 23rd. So thank you so much for listening to this first solo cast, and thanks for listening to the Mindset Forge podcast.